The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. This is Jeff Shannon, and this is Sumner County Spotlight. Heard it each and every Sunday morning right here at WHIN at 10 a.m. And then, of course, we'll have that on our podcast page at whinradio.com on Monday morning. So we're so glad to have you aboard. And, of course, this made all possible by our friends at FM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard right here in Hendersonville, and at myfmbank.com. So our next uh, guest we have here, uh, at a young age of 17, Keith Froehling faced a life and death situation, and he faced faith square in the eyes, choosing to live. Living true to his motto, live your life with absolute certainty, he committed himself to discover his purpose. So over 25 years of business experience, Keith truly is living an extraordinary life. He's a world-renowned master sales trainer, inspirational speaker, corporate trainer, personal coach, and best-selling author. And he's committed to the mastery of personal and professional development. So he has truly earned the title, The Mentor to Millions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, Keith Froehling. Keith, welcome in, man. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. It's really an honor to be here for you and everyone else listening in. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that with everybody. Give you a little bit of insight on who I am. Yes, please do. That's my next question. Oh, well, that's good. I'm, I'm also a fortune teller. <laughs> no, I'm not. Psychic, yeah. <laughs> no, I, my family, uh, I was at an early age, I grew up in a blue collar family, mom and dad. Mom was the school lunch lady. Dad was a painter. But the two things they taught me from an early age was work ethic and integrity. We didn't have the money growing up that some of my friends' families did. What really instilled in me was Again, that work ethic and integrity that still carries through to me to this day. Uh, for example, I was at the time the youngest person at the age of 18 to hold political office in the state of New York. I went out there, I was running against an incumbent. You know, here I am in between football practice and homework, deciding I'm going to run for office as a councilman because people in the town were complaining about certain things going on. So I decided to run, knew nothing about politics, but I felt like having a passion for people and for these causes that I could go out there and really make a difference. The person I was going against had a ton of money, background, incumbent, but what I did is I did the old grassroots campaign, door to door, door to door, and by the time the election happened, I won by a two to one margin, had uh, two terms, and at that point, I then went into working on my corporate America environment where I was first. Hold on. Yeah. Do you have any early videos of that campaign speeches? Oh, that no, would have, no. We should bring those up. Got to bring them back. Oh, trust me. Back then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I an 18 year old up there. <laughs> oh, no kidding. I mean, yes. that's probably where my speaking things helped started. <laughs> wow. Got me groomed. Yeah. That, I mean, that's impressive. 18 years old. Yeah. I mean, that, it's like your, your brain has to be wired. 
differently. That'd I was different. Amazing. I used to joke around calling. Remember that show, Family Ties? Yes. I was like Michael J. Fox, Alex P. Keaton. That was me, you know, <laughs> except what I'm carrying around the briefcase. That came a couple years later. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. No, no, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's see, where do we leave off there? Uh, starting to get into our career, I guess. Okay, that's right. So then I met the very first mentor of my life, and I'm a big, big fan of mentoring. I met W. Clement Stone from Combined Life Insurance. He was the founder and CEO of that company, started as a little penny insurance company, brought it into a multi-million dollar empire. But his inner circle, when you talk about Norman Vincent Peale, Rockefeller, Carnegie, and the list goes on and on. These are the people he surrounded himself with. And now I'm working for him and his company. He personally mentored me and grew me. And not just to become a truly successful person, manager, district manager, setting all sorts of records, but he taught me about being a true philanthropist, giving back, making a difference, pouring into others. And after being with him for a couple of years, my next calling became when I was recruited by K Jewelers. And I thought, I know nothing about jewelry. They're like, that's okay. You know people. People love you. You come in here. And they started me off part-time. And on that very first night, I sold four diamond rings. And I know they were all joking, saying, oh, he probably misrepresented. Those are all going to come back as returns. But no, they didn't. And within three months, I ended up managing one of the top volume stores in K Jewelers' um, company history. And then from there, it just almost brought me into store after store. I guess you would call me the troubleshooter. I'd go in the stores that nobody could turn around or they had a lot of issues, management stuff, internal theft, external theft. And I would go around and they would say, just break even, just break even, Keith. And I would turn a store down that was either single or double digits into double digit increases. So people would start to ask me, what is your secret? What is your secret? I'm like, you know, I really don't know what the secret is. I, I see the I see the good in everyone. I see people's potential, even when they don't see it in themselves. And I try, try to help people identify what their purpose is in life. So when you're able to recruit, train and develop people and help them see their purpose, to me, that's like rule 101 in leadership. And it's not about me, it's all about them. So from that point, you know, working a couple of years in retail, K Jewelers was a great experience, but I felt like I was supposed to take that next leap of faith into that next chapter of my life. And it wasn't a big thing for me. You know, I became a headhunter with a company down in DC, so I relocated. Uh, But again, in a short couple of months, I was their top recruiter. And had I not made the decision to go to a company that I first and foremost didn't want to go work with, this next thing wouldn't have happened. A young lady from Tony Robbins or the Anthony Robbins company came in and did like a motivational speech. They were promoting an event for Tony that was going to be in DC. And they said, hey, you guys going to come in and listen to this thing? I said, who's Tony Robbins? Like, oh, you've never heard of Tony? He does this infomercial up at two in the clock. I was like, listen, if I'm up at two o'clock in the morning, I'm not watching or listening to infomercials. So they went on to tell me a little bit about it. I was really inspired by what she had to say and how she said it because at an early age, in many of the corporate jobs I worked, nobody could understand my my passion, my energy. Um, actually, this little funny thing is I was constantly being sent to say drug testing. And I'm like, why are you sending me to drug I testing? Heard. And so they're I like, and we never see someone so up and so positive so many times. I'm thinking, so now you're gonna send me to drug testing because <laughs> you think <laughs> that's not normal? <laughs> so anyway, this young lady was promoting an event in DC and my coworkers, let's go, let's go. 
and they were all going to buy the tickets in general admission. You know, I call them the nosebleed seats up in the rafters. And I said, no, 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 no. If I'm going to go to this event, I'm going to spend that $800. I'm going to sit in that front row, the VIP section, because it's like if you go to a sporting event or concert and you sit in the back versus up close, it's a different experience. So I never knew, again, by making that decision where it would have propelled me. I went there and this six foot seven giant comes off the stage and next thing you know, he's just eight, 10 hours. He was just pouring into us. And I looked at him, I said, if this was somebody, if he wasn't 10 years older than me, me, (laughs) this guy could be one of my relatives. (laughs) But what he did after his event, which I never knew he did, was he stepped off that stage to acknowledge and congratulate everybody in that front row. And when he got to me, He said, hey, nice to meet you. And he asked me three questions. He said, what is your name? What do you do for a living? And are you happy? Well, the first two are really easy. I got to tell him my name and what I did. But the third one I struggled with because even though I was making six figures in my mid twenties, pretty much everyone thought I had it all. I wasn't fulfilled. Yeah. It's like that, you know, success without fulfillment is failure. So here I am in front of like the world's greatest coach. I mean, he's coached, you know, Mother Teresa, Princess Diana, four U.S. presidents, Michael Jordan, Andre Agassi, and on and on and on. So I looked at him and my response to him was, well, I make six figures a year and him being a great coach. We as coaches, we're great leaders. As great leaders, we're great coaches. We help hold people accountable. So he zinged me. When, he said, when I said to him, I make six figures, he came back and said, that's not what I asked you. And he pointed at me and he goes, success without fulfillment is failure. And I was upset because he called me out. And then he said, give me your business card. And all I could think was, oh, great. Tony Robbins wants my business card. He's probably going to use me as one of those uh, before guys in his infomercials. I can take you from this to this. But no, he hired me. In that moment, he hired me. I stopped everything I was doing, went to San Diego where I spent 18 hours a day in a room with him. And he shared with me everything else people pay a million dollars a year for. And from that point, I became his number one trainer, traveled all around the world with him, sharing the stage in front of thousands of people. And then lastly, I lost two friends in the towers when 9-11 happened. We were in Hawaii putting on Tony's big event. And then when I came back from that, I realized more than ever that life is short. So I went to Tony and I took my leap of faith and I said, I'm leaving. I'm going to go start my own speaking, training, coaching business. And he goes, well, it's about time. He goes, I'm going to follow you. And the very first event I did was with Mark Victor Hansen of Chicken Soup for the Soul. I sought him out. I asked him if he would speak with me. He had no idea who I was, but he and I did an event with over a thousand people. And from that point, it propelled my career over the last 20 years where I've spoken to 47 of the top Fortune 100 companies. I've been brought into the Pentagon, again, all branches of the military and leading, guiding. And it's not just in business, sales, leadership. It's really just helping people accomplish or or seeking out and achieving their purpose. So Mm -hmm. that kind of gives you an idea. And I appreciate you giving me that extra time to kind of give you the last couple of decades of my life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but it's so interesting. I mean, when you start going through your background and what you've done, most people can't even imagine that. I mean, they're not even close to my life's got it. I'm I'm boring. <laughs> I no, you're not. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't, I can't uh, come up with that. Too. But, you know, I like one of the, the statements you have here in your, your documentation here. We all know what happens when you gain certainty. I think a lot of people don't really have that certainty. They don't, a lot of, they really don't even have goals. They haven't set goals. They don't know how to set goals. They don't know even where they're going. You know, I mean, what's that, that phrase they say? Live your life with absolute certainty. Something I coined years ago, because I believe that And especially now in the times we live in, I believe we live in probably some of, if not the most uncertain time than we've ever seen. Absolutely. 
in these times when there's so much uncertainty, this is when you have to have the most certainty. You have to have certainty. You have to live your life with absolute, not just live your life with certainty. You have to live your life with absolute certainty. So how do you do that? Well, many people call it certainty. Yeah, I call it certainty too, but really what it is is faith. It's you have to have faith in the outcome, in the moment. You have to have trust and faith in yourself and the people that are placed in your life. And I think it also comes down to your belief systems. What you believe to be true for yourself is what you believe to be true for you. And a belief is a feeling of certainty. It's a feeling of absolute certainty that you hold true for you and alone. Your beliefs, Jeff, and my beliefs may be similar, but they're not identical. And it's okay, because that's what's true for you. I think Henry Ford said it the best, where you believe you can't, you're right. And that's what it really comes down to. I joke with people and I say, hey, listen, you either know what to do, but you're not doing what you know. You know what to do, but you're not doing what you know. And then the other side of that is you don't know what you don't know. That's where you have to seek out people in your life that can be role models, leaders, mentors, the big thing I talk to people about now, especially with the times we're in, is that you have to go model someone. And that doesn't mean you go dress like them and walk down a runway. <laughs> what this means is when you model someone, it's called social proof, which means I want what that person has. And it's not just the, the money and the success or the fame. What I've really narrowed it down to is you have to model the person's actions and their belief systems or their belief systems and their actions. So what it starts off with is, if I want a better marriage, I'm gonna go out there and seek out the couple who has the best marriage that I know of. And if I don't know of anyone with a good marriage, then I'll go to the bookstore, I'll ask people, I'll figure that one out. And then what you do is you model their behaviors, their beliefs. If their behaviors and beliefs are such that marriage is forever. You know, it's a union of two people coming together as one. It's a give and take. There's gonna be good times, there's gonna be bad times. There must be. There might be trust issues, but you have to have trust and faith. You have to have certainty. And then when you realize what those behaviors or beliefs are, you have to see if they're in alignment with yours. Because if you meet someone in business or in life and their beliefs or behaviors are such that, yeah, cheat on everybody you can as much as you can. Lie, cheat, and steal. Well, some people might follow that lead. For me, it's not, <laughs> next, <laughs> no way. I'm like, hey, listen, let me train you. And then once you model those behaviors, then you have to understand what are the action steps that they take? What have they done over the years, short-term, long-term? And I've really embedded that not only in my life, but in others. There's so much we could talk about. And where, where you're leading me now is because of the uncertainty in our times, I think a lot of business owners, and we have a, a lot of great businesses here in Sumner County, what I'd like to do is, next segment, let's jump into that and how we can focus our business on business and how somebody can be successful during these crazy times. So we're going to be right back talking with Keith Rowling right after these words. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. 
And welcome back to Summer County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon, and we've been talking with Keith Froiling. He's the uh, mentor to millions and millions, and probably even more than that. <laughs> but a great conversation. And when we before we left the, on the break, I wanted Keith to kind of jump in to what's happening with businesses and businesses owners that are going through such tough times right now and uncertainty. How can we get them thinking more certain and more positive? Well, Jeff, there's a lot, like you said. Um, I have a lot of clients or former clients who have been with me for years. And because of everything that's happened, their livelihood, they've lost their businesses. I have people that were hiring me or had hired me that were in the process of opening up their very own business and they never even got the opportunity to open. These people are dealing with everything from depression, financial ruin, family issues and divorce. I mean, you name it. And then it's it's not just with them and their spouses, but it's really affecting their families, their kids, because the kids have been tremendously affected too. But from a business standpoint, none of us know what the future holds. None of us do. We don't know how long things are going to continue. But even though we don't have any control over what may or may not happen, we do have control over our own mindset, our beliefs, our attitudes, who we choose to spend time with, the music we listen to, the programs we watch, the example we set for our kids. I guess one of the first things is for people who are either at home, whether you've lost the business or not, or maybe it's not as successful as you'd like it to be, maybe you lost money, whatever the dynamic is, is if you've heard of something called affirmations before. Some people think, oh, affirmations, isn't that one of those foo-foo, like, you know, West Coast things? I'm like, well, if that's what you believe, then that's what it is, and you probably won't do affirmations. But uh, affirmations, how I've taught and trained and coached people in, is these are phrases that begin with I am, I am, I am. Now, you have to not just use words, because words are only 7% of communication, 7%. So you could be that walking encyclopedia of vocabulary and sound all articulate, but whoop t do 7%. <laughs> the other 28%, when I ask people, Jeff, what do you think, I'll put you on the spot now, but if 7% is words, what do you think most people say the other next 28% is? Me? Yeah. I mean, what do you think most people would respond? Uh, if 7% is words, what's the next 28% to bring it to 35? Because there's a 65% I'll get to in a minute. But you know what most people say 28% is? Mm. Okay. Most of them, oh, body language. I'm like, eh, not that. Oh, that was up. Are you going to say that okay. too? That's what most people say. That's why I'm the mentor to millions. That's <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I have but, failed. Uh, <laughs> no, but re in reality, 28% of that is what I call voice cues and not C-U-E-S, but voice cue apostrophe S. It's how we use our voice. It's how fast I should speak. know that. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, <laughs> maybe we should change place. No, just kidding. <laughs> but it's how you use your voice, the speed, uh, the rhythm, the dialect. For example, if I were to sit there and say, okay, now you got to start your affirmations with I am. And you started off something like I am successful. I am excited. I am positive. If you notice, I'm boring. I'm, I'm, I'm questioning what I'm saying. I, now, what's hard for me in doing those is I don't do those. So it's hard for me to say I am this. But many people are doing what I'm about to share in a minute because I'm going to get the last 65% out. So if you've got 7% is words, 28% is going to be how you use your voice. So you got to be very, very careful that if you're talking fast and you're with people who are a little bit slower speaking, you got to slow it down. 
If you're talking slower, if that's your normal mode of speaking, then you have to match and mirror the people you're with. So if they're fast talking, high energy, you got to find and bring it up a notch. Just like if you're leaving a voicemail, when people leave voicemails, it's one of those things where if you get mine, for example, and it's like, hello, you've reached Keith Froling. Uh, I'm unavailable to take your call at this time. Your message is very important to me. At the tone, please leave me your name, number, and a detailed message. And I'll be sure to get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks for calling. Have an outstanding day. Beep. And if I hear, hi, Keith, I'm okay. glad to have the opportunity i'm thinking oh my gosh that's like nails on a chalkboard <laughs> you know sometimes you want to hit skip that message go back later that's the eeyore effect yeah, yeah. Right there. And, and again not to take away from that person but this happens all the time in business and sales i see it over and over and over again where they don't know how to match and mirror people so what you need to do is it also tells me you're not a good listener because if you hear me all high energy and over the top per se, and you're like, oh, that's not me. I can't be like that. Well, actually you can, but want to know what's going to get a quick response and get me going, oh, I got to listen to that message. It's when you come back and even not just match and mirror my vocal qualities, but you also have to match and mirror my words. So if you heard at the end of my voicemail, I said, thanks for calling and have an outstanding day. Don't tell me you have a good day, Keith. Because then it makes the person feel like there's a disconnect. You didn't listen to me. You're not like me. People buy from those they like and trust. And what you just did to me is you made me feel like you weren't listening. You're not like me. What you need to say is, Keith, I sure am having an outstanding day. And I hope you're having an outstanding day too. If that's too much for you, then save it to the end. But make sure you find a way to plug in the word outstanding. And then you have to come back and say, hey, Keith, so sorry I missed you. This is John Smith calling, blah, 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 blah. And then when you're done, that's going to get my attention. But back to what I was saying a minute ago, if you got 7% words, 28% vocal qualities, the final 65% is body language or like I call it physiology. It's how you use your body. Because in the, it's not just the, well, if I cross my arms, people are going to say that I'm closed off. Yeah, that's part of it. But I'm also a master practitioner in NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. I think there's a couple thousand people worldwide that have that certification, but it's, I call it the Jedi mind tricks on crack. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it takes. Keith, stop. Yeah. You're reading me right now. Sorry, <laughs> right. But what's powerful about that, what's that old expression? With great power comes great responsibility. There's people who will use this literally for like the dark side. They'll use it to trick people, lie, cheat, and steal, get them to say yes. For And for me, it's got to be about integrity. If someone comes to me and says, hey, Keith, can you teach me that NLP stuff? I'm like, oh, why? Do you want to be a better husband, a better spa, uh, uh, parent? Do you want to be a better leader in the community? Maybe a better person? And they come back to me and say, no, I want to be able to pick up women in bars. I'm like, eh, next. Bye-bye. <laughs> no way. I'm not giving you any of that information. And again, going back to the 7%, 28 and 65, you have to find out if someone is sitting across from you, directly from you, if you're sitting in an interview, if you're interviewing someone, if you're looking to partner with someone else in business, whether they've gone through the same thing as you or not, if you're sitting there, one, and they're using certain words and you're not using those same words back in the conversation, chances are that's their buzzwords or go-to words. You may have your own. Actually, you do have your own buzzwords or go-to words. You have to change that up and match and mirror. Then you have to match and mirror the vocal qualities and then the body language. Right now, Jeff, you're shaking your head up and down. Yet, 
if I'm doing this, because that's the thing in society, what we say and what we do don't match. It's incongruent. You see politicians doing this all the time. I'm not going to name who the politician is, but her first name begins with Hillary and it ends in Clinton. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but you, he's, oh yeah. But what I've seen years ago, and go back and watch the video, somebody asked her years ago, I believe she was at a town hall in New Hampshire, and she was asked by a reporter, Hey, Hillary, first of all, do you think it's right right now and are we in the right time in our society or in our time in life that we're ready for a, a woman president? And are you that person? What she did is her vocal quality was kind of just steady, monotone. It didn't have confidence. And the other thing which your listeners can't see, but you can, is when she said, absolutely, we're in the time where a woman can be president. And then and I am that president, I am that person. And she's shaking her head back and forth, no. That's a subconscious, subliminal thing that she doesn't believe in her heart of hearts, she is that person. And I see this all the time with pastors, with people in business. If we can pick up on some of that stuff, you can be a better communicator, you can help others, maybe you can grow your business, whatever that is. The last thing I wanna speak to that is, with the affirmations, just with everything I shared, now the affirmations, going back to what I said, and I'll wrap up with this, is now if I say, instead of saying, I am successful, I am powerful, I am loving, because that's kind of like boring. You want to use now, and Jeff can vouch for what I'm about to do. Hope I don't knock the mic over. But I'm going to use the words, but more than the words, I'm going to use my vocal qualities, and I'm going to use my body language, Okay. I'm a crazy, outrageous, playful example of all the possibilities the life has to offer when I commit my life to service. You're like, whoa, <laughs> who's been drinking coffee? I don't drink coffee. I don't do caffeine. But what I just did is I got really excited. I got passionate. My arms and hands were moving. And right now, if someone's sitting across the table, they're going to be like, he's serious. He's, he means that. And you got to do it from a place of integrity. Because yeah, are there people out there who can fake it till they make it? Yes. So as a business owner who's been done, you have to not only use those affirmations, I am a great business owner. Everything's going to be better. I am strong. I am powerful. I am a great communicator. Those are the first things because we self-talk, self-talk up to 500 words a minute. I'll say that again. We self-talk up to 500 words a minute and it's mostly negative. You're exactly right. You know, I, well, I, I have, we've all done that. Yeah, well, yeah. No I mean, when I, it. when I do my seminars, conferences, I give them, I say, take out a piece of paper. I want you to write up all the emotions that you experience in the course of a week. And your listeners can do this too. I say, write down all the feelings and emotions you'll experience in the course of a week. I have people that fill up multiple pages and I have some people who write three words. <laughs> I'm like, well, did you, did you run out of ink? <laughs> but what I'll then tell them to do is take the words that they wrote of all the feelings and emotions that they experience in the course of the week and circle the ones that are negative. And Jeff, what is so sad is a majority of those are negative. Mm -hmm. That's where we spend our time. That's where we, and now more than ever, for all of us, even people like myself, I have to catch myself. I'm no different than you. If you stab me, if you shoot me, that's not an invitation to do that, okay? I will bleed. I will bleed just like everyone else. The difference between maybe me and other people is my mindset. In my mindset, I'm like, I don't care who's in the White House. I don't care what the economy is in. I am going to be, and I am successful. Now, in that moment, for people who might say that, oh yeah, Keith, it's easy to say I'm successful, but I can't pay my bills. I'm going through possible divorce. My kids hate me. Whatever that might be, 
So what you've got to believe right now between those affirmations you have to write and those things you have to, you have to change, you have to shift everything that you're currently going through. And I can expand more on that in a minute. Well, you know what you're saying? And I think a lot of business owners have, have almost jumped into that mindset. It's, it's negative. Woe is me. What am I going to do? How am I going to get out of this? Uh, and I, I think people today really need some positive thoughts and kind of reprogramming. And you seem like you'd be the one that can reprogram somebody. Of course, they have to want that. I mean, is that something that, I mean, you just can't teach somebody if if their brain is not absorbing it, that it's a waste of time. You remember that old expression, and you're right, that old expression, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes. I may not be that teacher. Maybe I am that teacher, but now may not be the right time for you. But I can say something using even that NLP because right now fear is driving a lot of people. That uncertainty is driving a lot of people. They doubt themselves. They're downing everything, not just their business ability, but what's going on in the economy, the future, their marriage, their parental. They're overwhelmed. They've got their kids home. Now they've almost become homeschool parents. Mm-hmm. And But instead of viewing as, oh my gosh, I can't get anything done. My kids are driving me up a wall, whatever. Cherish this time. We had a situation in Nashville on Christmas Day, where a bomb went off. Thank goodness there wasn't serious loss of life. It was one person. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it affected a lot of businesses downtown that I believe are still being affected. Absolutely. And what I saw people doing was, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's Christmas Day and I have no cell phone. I have no internet. I have no TV. I'm like, wah, 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 wah. And I don't want your listeners getting mad at me because I was one of those people. Not whining, yeah. but uh, great. My family can't call me. I can't call them in New York. We can't reach. Probably my family's watching on the news. Bomb goes off in Nashville and they're thinking, oh my gosh, was my son and his family affected? I couldn't do anything about that in the moment. And I wasn't about to jump in my car and drive to the, drive to the local Starbucks to have a conversation. Instead, and I hope some of you did the same thing, that was a great opportunity to have a conversation with your family. Get together, play a board game, put together a puzzle get to know what's going on in their lives. Mm. You know, cook a meal together, whatever that looks like. And the same thing applies not just in your personal life, but in your business. The same things I coach and train people on isn't just in their business. Yeah, these are techniques and strategies that will help you in your business, but they're also the same things that will carry over and help you in your personal life. And again, vice versa. Mm. But you have to want it. You know, you have to have that burning desire. I mean, I don't care who you are. I know it without sounding conceded, again, it's since certainty, I know the value I bring to the table. I get results. It's been proven over and over again, but I can't make you take action. You have to want it. Now, unfortunately, people shouldn't have to wait, and this is what they do. They wait till they're almost at rock bottom or they've lost everything before they realize, "Uh uh-oh, I better do something. Not that you wanna prepare and be, you know, gloom and doom waiting for something bad to happen, But the reality is things are going to happen throughout our lifetime that we have no control over. None of us planned on this, whether you were prepared for something like this or not. I think what we've seen is that many people didn't know how to respond. It became almost, well, I know it did. It immobilized people. People were immobilized. They were frozen. They didn't know what to do. Their minds started going into whatever they were feeding it or other people were feeding it. You have to reprogram your mind for that positive thinking whether it's going to read a book, whether it's surrounding yourself with other people, whatever you do, do it well. What's that little green guy? Yoda, right? What's he say? Uh, There's no try. There's only do 
right? Or do, no do. No try. Yeah. Everything's backwards. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with him, it, it gets confusing, but it's true. Find that mentor in your life. Find that person. Work on you. Because what I've always told people, and I'm in the same boat, is because I was affected too. And I won't get into that. But this affected me and my family in many ways as well. But rather than cry about it and do that, and not that you guys are doing that, but I could either look at it as an opportunity, a possibility, or a solution versus a challenge, mistake, or failure. And that's how most people are, with not just with now, but throughout their life. And we all have patterns. That's the other thing. We can look at our life and see pattern after pattern after pattern that has affected where we're at. Absolutely. This is real deep. I mean, I think a lot of people need deep right now, and I think we need to, to tap into it. But I think a lot of people need to work on their goals. And you have a thing here, the one more mentality. Let's talk about that when we return right here at Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to this edition of Summer County Spotlight. I'm Jeff Shannon, and we've been uh, speaking with the mentor to millions. That's Mr. Keith Froling right here. And we're going to jump into uh, the one more mentality. And I think getting people to surpass their goals is very important. So enlighten us. Okay. Well, first we have to focus because right now, and not just now, but every time in our life, the decisions that we've made throughout our entire life has brought us all to exactly where we are in this point in time. And if you don't make a decision, someone else will make it for you. And that's just a plain and simple fact. However, what you focus on, you move towards. What you focus on, you feel. What you focus on becomes your reality. So if you focus on, woe is me, oh my gosh, I'll never recover, my marriage is over, this, 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 whatever you focus on, you will move towards that. And that will unfortunately become your reality. Now. Again, I'm not saying anyone prior to this situation over the past year was focused on something like this happening, but it could have been not necessarily better prepared, but the reaction, you can still feel what you want to feel and that's okay. Yet what you choose to focus on each and every day, because if I were to say something to you, Jeff, really mean, if I said to you, man, you're a horrible blank, blank, blank. This is that, this is that, this is that. You could want to come through the the wall right now and throttle me. Or, you know, you could say one, because you can act out, you know, externally with anger. A lot of people go internally. And then others are like, well, how does he know me so well? (laughs) But where you focus, for example, if any of us were to ride down to a racetrack and get in one of those uh, pace car or race cars, one of the first things they teach you when you get in the car is if you go into a skid, I don't care if you're driving 85 miles or 200 miles an hour, that car starts going into that spin and you're going to be going where you're going to literally kiss the wall. Hey, Jeff, where do you think most people focus their eyes on as they go into that spin and they're sliding up towards the wall? Where's their eyes? The wall. The wall. And where do you think they do? Go right into the they wall. They go into the wall. <laughs> what we're taught is even though our vehicle is going towards that wall, we take our eyes and we focus on the straightaway, the finish line. And almost naturally, we will compensate for what we need to do and our eyes becomes on the prize versus the bad stuff. And it's a great example, not that anyone's going to say, well, that's great, Keith. That's an example for riding in the race car. Well, yes, but whatever is dealt to you, whatever things are dumped in your lap, how are you responding to it? Where is your focus? I have to, especially as a 
husband and as a parent, as a business owner, as a mentor to everybody that I'm blessed of in my life, I have to share with them the same things that I'm willing to do. So if I'm giving you coaching, I have to make sure that I'm applying the same things that I would say to you. Otherwise, I'm a hypocrite. I have this example with the one more thing and the one more mentality, which is really, let's say, let's say I said, hey, listeners, that's all meet up at uh, Streets of Indian Lake. We're going to jump in a couple of buses. I'm going to take you down to the Nashville airport. We're going to jump on an airplane. I'm going to take you out west. And what we're going to do is fly from Nashville to, say, San Diego. But what you don't know is the autopilot is off by just one degree, just one degree. By the time we leave that airport, do we notice anything, Jeff? No. 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 But by the time we're 2,000 plus miles away or west, are we in San Diego? We are not. We're either in Mexico or Canada, (laughs) aren't we? Exactly. (laughs) So what that is, is even though that initial moment, we don't know that we're on course or off course, that one more thing that you do right now today will end up, maybe you don't notice anything in a week or a month or a year, but I promise you this, that one more thing that you do today or that one more thing you let go of, it's not just about that one more thing you do, there might be something in your life that's not serving you, let it go. Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a habit, whatever that one thing is, take that one more thing or that one thing that you can let go of and watch. I promise you, you take it out over a period of time, you'll be in a different destination. Well, my wife says this. She goes, you know. You'll remember it in a minute. You'll remember. And I just had it in my head. You, you trust me. You'll I'll remember. I'm using a little Jedi mind trick. You'll remember. <laughs> live with it. It'll come back to you. It was right I promise. There. Live with it, love with it, or get rid of it. That it? Okay. There you go. I promise you, you'll remember. <laughs> I promise you. Well, here, I'll watch. I'll shift your focus. Okay. So you're not so focused on it right now. Perfect example. Because this is what we do. If, if something we can't remember, little things in language. I see this in business all the time. I'll receive an email from a chamber or a business and right in the subject line, they will say the words, this is one event you don't want to miss. That's how we speak as a society. No mm-hmm. big deal. But it's a programming thing. At a subconscious level, some it's more surface, others it's deeper. But the word there is this is one event you don't want to miss. And you know what? You just made me remember. What's that? She says, fix it, live with it, or get rid of it. And what I just did there, you already knew it. You knew it. It was was already inside of you. But that simple thing I just did is I, and I'll do it with my kids and my wife and my wife. She's like, stop using those Jedi mind tricks. Remember (laughs) who you're married to. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) However... I shifted your focus so you weren't thinking about it, even though you were thinking about it. And I can say to you, you'll remember in a minute, you'll remember in 10 or 30 seconds, and it's crazy. Uh, How many times have we done this to ourselves where we're, oh my gosh, what's that phone number? What's that person's name I met last week at that networking event? What's that person's name? And then if you don't remember in an hour, it'll be a day or two later, it'll just pop out of nowhere because it's in your subconscious. Your brain is a computer, ask it a question, get an answer. However, most of us ask it a stupid question. We're going to get a stupid answer. Mm-hmm. Garbage in, garbage out. So that whole thing that we were just talking about is that focus, that shift in mindset. We get on that airplane, we're in a different destination. At the same time, we have to let that thing go, whatever that is. So if I said to you, what's that one thing for all your listeners? What's that one thing that you can do today better or differently 
than yesterday. What is that one thing that you need to? Because that's the other thing. It's a must. You can't say, I think I need to do it. I want to do it. I need to do it. Uh -uh. Chances are you're not going to do it. I don't believe you. Just like with the words and the vocal qualities. When I see people all the time saying to me, you know what, Keith? I really should let that bad habit go. You know what? I really should get to more business events. I really should put together a better marketing plan. I should do that. Well, guess what happens? Shoulda, shoulda, I shoulda, I shoulda, I shoulda. You know what you're doing? You're shitting all over yourself. <laughs> That's right. And if you keep doing that, you become one, one big giant shithead. And hopefully this is clear that they don't think I said something else, okay? Should, should, should. should. That's so, how they say it in New York. Uh, yeah, yeah, New York. <laughs> and the last thing I'll say to that is when you make a decision, do you want more or better for your life? It's amazing the clarity, especially if you start applying some of the things we've talked about today. When our focus shifts, our life will go with it. Sometimes better, sometimes not so better. But like I mentioned a few minutes ago, you can look at what's going on in your life as either a challenge, a mistake, or a failure, or you can choose to look at it as a opportunity, possibility, or solution. That word I said to you earlier, this is one event you don't want to miss. Instead of using the word miss, all these businesses, and I'm talking to all of you, especially if you're sending out emails to people or texts or whatever it is on a voicemail, instead of don't miss my grand reopening, don't miss this event we're doing, don't miss this Zoom call, instead of say that, you say, this is a must attend, please be there. You're using words that even if your intentions were the best when I say don't miss it, chances are if something happens in that moment or prior to it, you'll probably that's okay. I don't need to be there. It's, you know, it's not a big deal. You're telling them to miss it already. Yeah. You're telling them just like if I said, Hey, um, if I said, Hey, uh, Hey Jeff, do me a favor before I see you tonight. Can you do me a favor? Um, whatever you do, uh, don't forget to bring that, uh, audio over. Don't forget, don't forget to do that again. That's how we speak as a society. Mm -hmm. Chances are you leave here. Sure. Keith, sure. Keith, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. We get busy in our everyday lives. We have so much being thrown at us. We've got all, we're all in our heads. And then later, Oh my gosh, I forgot to do it. Exactly. You were programmed. We're all programmed in everything. So point. if I said to you, Hey Jeff, can you do me a favor? And now watch what I'm doing with my head. Mm -hmm. Hey Jeff, can you do me a favor? I'm already nodding up and down. Sure. You're nodding up and down. The words are, can you do me a favor? and I don't need your bail money or ride to the airport or anything. So I, if you can do me a favor, can you please remember, can you please remember to bring that audio tonight? Now you can get as clear and specific as you want, because going back to what you asked me earlier about goals, most people, they're in their head and it's never gonna happen. See, it's a wish list. You gotta put it down on paper, but more than just what we've been told of putting it down on paper, because then it turns into a shopping list or a wish list. You have to own it. You have to own it. And do we have a quick couple of minutes I can just sure. go through? Okay. Yep, yep. So the first goal setting technique in my Keats four-step goal setting technique, and if you do this, you'll see results. If you don't do it, you probably won't. And you have to remember this. Your listeners need to remember to write this down and <laughs> listen to this word, do it now. Or I say, Jeff, when would now be a good time for you to do this? When would now be a good time? Now. Right. That sentence makes pretty much no sense, right? Mm -hmm. but, but it's an embedded command. Again, everything I'm sharing with you guys has got to come from a place of integrity. 
I will not, I refuse to use this out of integrity. Because you know, one, well, that's not how I am at my core. And two, you know, whatever you put out there does come back. Just remember that. Those of you who already know that, then do what you know, <laughs> I said earlier. <laughs> but the first thing you have to do in goal setting, number one, is you must, you must write it down. It's a must. It's not a coulda, shoulda, woulda, it's a must. You, oh, but Keith, I'll, no, you won't. Too much going on in our head. Yeah. Write it down and it has to be a must. If it's not a must, it won't be a priority. So that's number one. You must write it down. Number two, you must review it each and every day. You must review it each and every day. So if I said, hey, where's, where's your goal? Your goals. Uh, it's at home in a drawer somewhere. Uh-uh. When I say you must review it every day, it's more than just once. You look at it before. I say, put it on the refrigerator. I know those old school things. You know, put it on your phone. Put it in your car on an index card. Have it wherever you go. It's a constant reminder if that's your goal. Because how many times have we been stuck in traffic, late to an appointment, we just got some bad news before we move or walk into a, another appointment or get on a call? And then what happens? If our goal isn't in front of us, we say, ah, you know, it's not important. I'll just turn around and go home. No big deal. Do it another day. Uh-uh. If I see that picture of my family, if I see that picture of what I want, if I see the words of what it is I want, guess what? Uh-uh, not today. I'm going to that event. I don't care what kind of bad news I just got. I'm shifting my focus and I'm going to what I'm focused on now, which is this. You have to review it. You have to have it in multiple places. You've also heard of uh, like dream boards or vision boards. I still use those. And once you achieve something, whether you're using pictures or words, once you achieve it, you want you cross the stuff off and replace it with new pictures and new words. And it's not just something you, oh yeah, Keith, it's on the dashboard of my car or it's on the refrigerator or it's in my wallet. Great, you're doing what I ask you to do. I also say, put it in your bedroom. And people are like, my bedroom? Yeah, who cares? Who see it? Well, what if people see it? Well, the who's only two people, yeah, who's gonna be in your bedroom? <laughs> the only two people should see it is you, your spouse, and maybe your kids. And guess what, guys? If your kids see it, that's a good thing. Because what will happen is they'll see the goals that mommy and daddy have, and they'll help you to achieve and even at a subconscious level. The reason why I put those poster boards in the room is it's the first thing you see when you wake up in the morning, and it's the last thing you see before you go to bed at night. Number one, must be written down. Number two, you must review it every day. Number three, share it with everyone. Share it with everyone. I don't care if it's a perfect stranger on the street. You go up and say, guess what? My goal is to have all my debt paid off. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be a business owner. Again, the clear and specific things. I'm just giving you some generics, but you've gotta break it down to clear and specific. Hey, guess what? Now I can come to you, Jeff, and say, hey, Jeff, guess what? I'm gonna do this, because here's what's gonna happen. Hopefully you'll get excited with me. That reinforces the goal. Two, whether I ask you this or not, if I said to you, hey, I'm not gonna do sweets for the next 30 days, I'm giving up sweets, and I'm really excited about it, I know I'm gonna lose weight from those sweets, and you see me eating a candy bar, or I'm at your home, you're gonna be like, uh, Keith, what are you doing? So it helps you help me, because you can hold me to a higher standard Absolutely. or accountable. Yeah. The other thing, and the last one, is you have to have a promise date. You have to have a promise date, and what I mean by that, you have to have a, a date that you will achieve this by. On. Now, I'm not saying if you say, uh, you know what, I'm going to take a vacation to Disney World. Well, great. When? Uh, this summer. When? Because um, in my mind, in their mind, we could have two different opinions of what summer means. So you're going to take a vacation to where? Disney World. Okay. By when? Summer. Which summer? This summer, next summer, three summers from now? Uh, this summer. Okay. When? What do you mean when? What month? 
August. Okay, when in August? Middle of August. Yeah. Okay, what does middle mean to you? 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15? So again, we all have different perceptions of what one thing means to us or not, but those four steps, if you do it, if you say, my goal is to take a vacation to Disney World by July 15th, 2021, guess what? I can't take a vacation on the 22nd. That's unacceptable. It's gotta be on or before that date. And how many times have we heard, you have to write those goals down, but what you've just given us is just, I mean, it's eye opener and I hope everybody follows that. So everybody go out and start your goal list now. And speaking of now, we're going to be right back after these words from FNM Bank. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Well, we're so glad you found us here at Sumner County Spotlight on this Sunday morning. Of course, sponsored by FNM Bank. We appreciate them so very much. And uh, we've been speaking with uh, Keith Froling, the mentor to millions. And we just have so much content to go with. I think, Keith, we can probably do a couple more programs on this because people really need to hear this. And I think a lot of people in sales uh, that have businesses and things like that, we were talking about emails and how you put content in and so on and so forth. Uh, I think a lot of people probably need a, a class in that just in itself. Yeah, I think, and I'm not going to apologize to your listeners because what they basically just got on this uh, segment <laughs> is a f- free mini seminar, actually a couple exactly. of seminars of mine, but I, I just scratched the surface. We could take just one thing like you mentioned, just that one thing, pick one thing and expand on it so much more. And whether it's one person that I'm working with a small group or a large group, whatever that looks like. Because then by me being with someone, a small group or individually, I can then use my gifts that I've been blessed with and I can really hone in and work with that person and help them with everything from how they present themselves, what they need to work on by me asking very clear and specific questions. Because if I said to you or anybody, Jeff, if I said, um, how much money do you want to make, Jeff? What do you think? The first response I get from most people is, I don't know, a lot. Begins with mill and ends in young. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A million, right? <laughs> That's the first answer I hear across the board. How much money you want to make? A million. And this is where I like to scramble their brain. I'll say, <laughs> so what's, how much money you want to make? And they go a million. I was like, oh, okay. Is that in a day, week, month, year, or minute? What? And you see, if you're looking at them, you kind of see their eyes sputtering and like, what, what, what did he just say? Yeah, I just said. Is that in a day, a week, a month, a year, minute? What does that What does that mean? And they're like, uh, um, a year, a lifetime? Okay, but in that moment when they answered that, they didn't own it. They don't even think they can. So when I bring it down to like that, reduce it to the ridiculous, and I would say to them, okay, first of all, is it possible to make a million dollars in a minute? I guess so. Well, do you guess or do you know? I don't know. Well, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, because people have done it. Maybe you haven't done it yet, but again, that can kick back to the modeling thing if that's important to you. Have people made it in a day, week, month, year, or minute? Absolutely. But I'm not talking about everybody else. I'm talking about you. Just like all the people who are listening, whether you have a flourishing business, because let's face it, with what we've seen happen in the last year, we've seen a lot of businesses go under. We've seen people struggle. We just came out of the holidays. I mean, people are trying to take care of their families and kind of have the best holiday possible. We all know that 
There's kids out there who got nothing. Their families are in disarray. And that's sad. But then there's other people who, for whatever the reason, were able to capitalize. I mean, whether it's the the plexiglass company or the home improvement companies, they never closed. They've been making more money than ever before because people were home. People were taking advantage of those home improvement or renovations and new builds because they've been saying for years, you know what? I really need to get a handle on that deck. I really need to work on that roof. We really need to work on that addition. And it never happens, right? Like kind of like some of the things we've been talking about, but all of a sudden, boom, something is handed to them. Maybe not something you like. None of us seem to like it, but in that moment they can choose. And they choose to say, you know what? I've got this extra time on my hand. Might as well get it done. What if we don't have the money? We'll find a way. But it also have to be priorities. You know, sitting there and blowing money on frivolous things when you can't put food on the table, that that to me, and again, I'm not trying to tell you what you know to do, but I am telling you what to do. That to me is just, I would never do that with my family because what is the most important thing to you? And most people will say family. What's your number one priority? What is your number one thing? Yeah family. For me, it's God because without him, I wouldn't have what I have. And again, people might say, well, yeah, but then what about the people who have suffered and struggled? Whether you're a person of faith, whether you're a believer, whether your faith has gotten stronger or has actually gotten weaker, whether you've drawn closer to him or further from him in this last year, he's allowing this to happen and he's working in you, through you. What if I told you with everything that's happened in your life, your business, your family, your marriage in the last year, Take it out, like I said, the one more thing. As uncomfortable, as tragic, as painful as all this feels, sees. What if a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, not only will your life never be the same, but what if you're in a bigger, greater, whatever those words are, better place because of what you went through today? And I've seen this over and over and over again. Right now, it's painful. It sucks. None of us know what to do. And then others are stepping up as leaders. Others are finding a way. They're not making excuses. And again, please, I'm not saying you're making excuses. Maybe some of you are. When we take a deep look in that mirror or we do that gut check, do you like what you say? Do you like what you hear when you use your affirmations? When you write those words down on a sheet of paper and you circle those emotions, what's that thing you're gonna do to change it? Change your mindset, draw yourself closer to God, your family, your spouse, because one additional thing I've told people to do, when you first wake up in the morning, you see that vision board, where's the first place we typically go? Bathroom, right? (laughs) When's usually one of the last places we leave, we check on ourselves, we look in the mirror, right? We're making sure we're all look good, we don't have anything, you know, nothing stuck in our teeth or anything hanging off of us, whatever. (laughs) And then we head out the door. This is another suggestion. Women have done it with lipstick. You can do it with colored pencils, right on the mirrors in your home, right on those affirmations. Heck, you can even draw like a circle that when you step in front of that mirror and you stand in a certain place, your head, your face goes right into that circle you've written on the mirror. And then around it and over it, you say you are beautiful. You are gorgeous. You are sexy. You are a child of God. You are worthy. And I'll take it a step further. If you want that picture to be for someone else to look in, that's great. I'll take it a step deeper. If it's your bathroom and you want it to see or you have two sinks in your bathroom, you can choose to do this together or just let the other person do it. But I would not say you are beautiful. You, 
If you want to, that's fine. It'll work. But I would also take it a step further with, I am beautiful. I am sexy. Because then when you look in the mirror, you see your face, you're in that circle. And then you're saying those words with everything I said to you. You got to do it with passion, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm comes from the Greek word entheos. So the word enthusiasm comes from the Greek word entheos, which means godlike. You know what? If I'm an enthusiastic person and help other people be enthusiastic, then you know what? If I'm helping people be more godlike, then there's nothing wrong with that. Well, you know what? As you were speaking, it it was like things kind of open. You know, you say certain things and it cues you into something else. People are are now, they're saying, well, this is the new normal or what is the new normal? Do we actually want to go back to what was normal? Because maybe that's just something you're comfortable with, but we need to make the new normal better than the old normal, I, I would think. Well, people throw on the word new normal. Today's a new day. Tomorrow will be a new day. None of us are promised tomorrow. If anybody can remember Y2K, they all said what? (laughs) The world was going to shut down, all the banks, you weren't going to be this. What did people do? They stockpiled. They got their stuff. You know, some of them moved to the mountains. Some of them built their bunkers. And then I remember where I was on January 1st, 2000 at midnight. Nothing happened. People celebrated like they normally did. At least I did. Was around family and friends. Had a great time. But I know there were people hunkered away in their homes wondering, what if? Why? Am I going to emerge from this place? Am I going to find our country and our world in a worse place? I choose to believe that whatever normal is, that's your definition. I'll share something with you in a minute. But new, new means rebirth, renewal. And just like at Easter, we call it springtime, Easter. It's a time for rebirth, a time for renewal. We think about Christmas. What is it? It's supposed to be, um, oh, it's a time when we get gifts and do, no, it's Jesus's birthday. So why do we have to wait for that one day a year to celebrate his birthday? Why can't we celebrate it every day? Mm-hmm. July 4th, July 4th is a date. If I said, hey, Jeff, does England have a July 4th? Mm, no. Yeah, they do. Where do you go from July 3rd to the 5th? I don't know. I don't yeah, they, go, <laughs> they have a July 4th, <laughs> they do. But it's not an independence day. We gotta remember that. We have a July 4th, everyone does, but it's our independence. Right. We need to That's celebrate it. that independence each and every day. Easter. Yeah, it's Easter. But what is it? It's the death and resurrection of Christ. Why can't we celebrate that every day? When we think about whatever normal looks like, well, here's the way I look at it. If I see what the country and businesses and people in political office, if that's what they're saying is normal, when by golly, I'm glad I'm a freak. Because you know what? I don't fit in. My wife and I are saying we are not the norm. And that's okay because you want to be different. In order to be outstanding, you must stand out above the rest. What can each and every person do to be outstanding? Because you know what? We don't know what tomorrow, next month, the end of next this year. We all want it to be better. We all want it to be better. That's all I hear is we want it to be better than 2020. You know, we hope 2021. It's like the gym membership mentality. People got the gym membership. January 1st comes and goes. They may have gone to the gym a couple times and I can check back in with you on Valentine's Day. And how's that gym membership going? Well, I've stopped going. I haven't been in a few weeks. (laughs) So if it's not a priority, if it's not a must, so normal is how you define it. Someone can tell you this is our new normal and you can agree to that. Or you can say, it's not my new normal. And again, we are all individuals. Yes, some of us need to and have no problem following a leader. I look at this as, I've been blessed, I've been chosen, I've been called to be a leader. And that's a big responsibility. Absolutely. And at the same time, I just don't go out there and do it by myself. I surround myself with other people 
who are leaders and mentors because you are the sum total of the five people you surround yourself with. You a direct reflection of your peer group. So you all better choose wisely. Sometimes I lose my train of thought because I'm just, there's so many things going through my head right now. I know a lot of folks, it might be for them too, because a lot of this information can be overwhelming. If somebody wanted to have you come into their business, or if they wanted to, you know, do a seminar for a sales force or something like that, how, how would they get a hold of you? Well, I'm definitely not going to give you my personal number. No, just kidding. <laughs> I've done that before. And mm-hmm. then my voicemail box fills up and, you know, my wife's like, why are people calling us in the middle of the night? So <laughs> I'm out there on social media. I mean, and friend you know, requests me on Facebook. Uh, I've got the Keith Froling International, Keith Froling, the mentor to millions. You can get me through all of those. You can follow me. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm out there. So if you just go out there and, and more than just Google me. Do me a favor, um, spell your last name for me. Last right name, thank you, is Froling, spelled F like Frank, R-O-E-H-L-I-N-G. And it's pronounced Froling, just like rolling. Um, if you could picture F-R-O, Ling, but don't do that because if you leave out the E and the H, you're never going to get through to me. Also, you can search me out as the mentor to millions, at the mentor to millions, uh, LinkedIn, Keith Froling, and send me an email or a message. Uh, the email you can get to me through my team is info at keithfroling.com. Info at keithfroling.com. And here's what I'm going to leave you all with. I'm going to dare you, Okay. I'm gonna dare you. I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna ask you. Because remember what we talked about earlier. You don't ask, you don't receive. And I'm using certain words right now. I'm challenging you. I'm daring you. I'm asking you to reach out to me through any means necessary. If you don't have the internet, find a way. If you're not on Instagram or you're dropping Twitter, whatever that is, if social media is shut, shut you down, find a way. Call the station. Reach out to Jeff. There's a way, but if you do not make a decision to reach out, maybe grab a cup of coffee, have a conversation, I promise you someone else will. And then you'll get either put to somewhere else in the line. And that means that your future goals, dreams, opportunities, and solutions will just be that much further pushed out. So reach out to me, guys. Yeah. And it's easy. And do it now. Do it now. Yeah. And remember, I want you to listen, remember to do it now. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it, Keith. We've been talking to Keith Rowling, the mentor to millions, and we appreciate him spending all this time. And uh, it's just so in-depth. You need to get a hold of him and and just pick his brain and, and bring him out and let him mentor and teach everyone else. Oh, one more thing. For those of you, sometimes people get confused. Well, is Keith more of an inspirational speaker? Uh, is he more of a just does keynotes or speaking? Listen, everybody, if you need someone to speak positive things into your life, then I can help you with that. But even beyond that, sales, leadership, communication, branding, marketing, because all those things are intertwined. Using various communication techniques, NLP, my 30 years experience doing this with the mentors I've had in my life, I've been so blessed. I'm all about paying it forward. Not only working with me or bringing me into your team, whatever the company is, whether you're a solo sole proprietor or you're the CEO of a major company or anywhere in between, it's not just you working with me. It's working with the hundreds of people that have mentored me over the years, especially those three big name people, but it's also the millions of people 
that have been impacted by me. And it started with me just working with one person. Absolutely. Well, this is uh, completes another edition of Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. I want you to join us uh, next week at 10 o'clock right here at Sumner County Spotlight at WHIN. Now, this uh, podcast is going to be available starting on Monday mornings at 8 o'clock. It'll be uh, dropped in so you can listen back on it because there's just a lot of great information. Take notes. you got to write this down. And we appreciate you for listening to Sumner County Spotlight. We'll see you next week. So long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.